Hello. Hi. How are you? Welcome to another episode of Calm Before the Score. I am your host, Matt Anderson, with my co-host, Brian Hound. Brian, how's it going? How are you? Good to see you. Howdy, ho, Matt. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm just doing all right. We got to be honest. We got our teeth kicked in last week. It was not good. I was on the Bucks because I said I've never been against Brady. But I did say I like the Rams, but just in principle, um, lost. We both went Bill's money line. Lost. I was really on the Packers. Lost. Did get the Bengals. And I did say last week, the Bengals are my team moving forward in this playoff. So I'm glad they're, they're still here another week. Uh, I'm not sure how I feel about their chances this upcoming week, but we'll get there. Um, Brian, if I remember correctly, you did not exactly do much better than I did either. I, I, I did not do great, but um, can you really, you know, feel bad or, or get upset when you have a divisional round like we just had? I mean, I, I called it. That was my best pick of all of last week. I was saying that we were on the precipice. It's maybe the best week of football of all time. You called it. You you, you did. You you had I it used right. all of and, I used all of my knowledge and smarts on that pick and none of them on the actual gambling picks. And honestly, the nation should thank you. They're welcome. They, I they know, you're be- right. I'm not going to get thanked enough for using all of my good karma and putting it into all- making sure – this was the best weekend and did not, didn't save enough for my own best, but I made this happen. Everybody's welcome. It was every, every game was decided on, you know, in a walk off. Yeah. Final, every final, game, final score of the game was the or final play. Of the game was the game winning score. I, I saw I saw you with your your snide tweet at whoever it was. With, it <laughs> said every every said game every was game decided on the, on the last play, and you're like, oh, every game started on the last play. Okay, Matt, that's clearly well, not no, what it meant. No, he said he said every. I thought he said something like every game ended on the last play, and I was like, yeah, thanks. No shit, Shefty. They all end on the last play. Um, yeah, because that's de- that's definitely what he meant. Let me let me let me see if I can find it. All four divisional games this weekend ended on the last play. Ended on the last play. Yeah, they all end on the last play, Adam. You knew what he meant. They were decided well, I definitely, on the last play. I definitely knew what he meant. But so they all ended on the last Je- play. We're playing by, by, by Jeopardy rules. Spe- spirit of the word. <laughs> all right, I'll give, him, I'll give him spirit of the tweet. We, we, we knew what he meant. Um, definitely worded poorly. I saw a lot of people getting on his getting on his ass about that. Um, but, you know, this divisional round was fantastic. I mean, we had obviously Saturday with the with the Titans and then the, the Packers 49ers game. Two both once great lost games. Back, back, back and forth, like just like insane games, insane endings. Like the Titans – you know, all like they had the ball late in the game. Tannehill threw that ball into quadruple coverage for a pick. Yep. Um, the Packers had the ball tied with four minutes left. Rodgers threw that terrible forced pick. Um, and then both ended on, you know, clutch field goals from McPherson, who I guess just doesn't miss from 50 plus kids, late in the game. An animal. Kids, kids dynamite, and then Robbie Gould, who just doesn't miss in the playoffs. I guess. Yeah, they brought that set has been brought up a lot. They they, um, they were trying to jinx him so hard. So if that, I, I was looking, it's not at least it's not on Fanduel when I was looking, but there is not a bet on will Robbie Gould miss this week. And then, like, when and then and then we had the the Rams Bucks game on Sunday, and like the whole game, like it was kind of a blowout. I mean. You know, twenty-seven-three. But then you kind of thought to yourself, and they mentioned on the broadcast, they're like, "Oh, Brady's been here before. He's been on 20, 28-3 before." And you know, it's like, "Okay, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, but that was a ex- crazy circumstances." And then the the Rams did everything they could to throw that game. The away. Rams tried their damnedest to lose that game. They had how many consecutive turnovers? It's like you can just see it in like Stafford's face. Who's like Stafford's been great, but like just. Can't make a fumble, and then the snap over his head, and then can't make a fumble again. And even since after, just like, what are we? Because it made and it, 
and it wasn't even like interceptions. It wasn't even like, like, like that's the thing. Like if it was like Stafford throwing picks, like on like aggressive play calling, like it'd be one thing, but it was like, yeah. like you said, Cam Akers fumble, um, snap over his head, like 30 yards. Like they're in field goal range. They went from in field goal range to just punching it. I over mean, his head. I've never taken a shotgun snap in an NFL game, but the snaps aren't normally coming back that fast, are they? Where that thing would normally go 40 yards. Guy's throwing a fastball back there. Gee, I mean, maybe Stafford wants the ball to get back to him quicker, but like, what are we doing? We can't. That's too too fast. It's too fast. And then what is Bowles doing at the end of the game? Running the old Greg Williams cover zero, just blitzing the slot corner and it sounds like there's some miscommunications. They did not know what play they were running. So defenders just started going places, and then Cooper Cup's like, fuck it, I'm just going deep. I, I feel like that? as – I mean, if it, the whole year, like, I mean, coming into this game, everyone was like, oh, the Bucks defense, like, they're all finally healthy. And then to just be like, okay, yeah, the, the call's messed up, so everyone's just going to blitz. That's our solution. <laughs> like, what? Hey, if it worked, though. You know what did it? But it didn't. And it was, it was like yeah, I saw that like Levante David messed up the call, and it's like this guy's been in the league ten years. Like you don't think maybe he could have thought to himself, "Hey, we should be back in coverage right now." These guys don't have a single timeout. Like they, if we just like, yeah, all they can do is maybe get into a hail mary situation, and then we're going to overtime. Yeah. But you know what happened? That game ended on the last play. Came in on the last play, and then the the Chiefs Bills game might have been the best game ever. Uh, top three, the best, the best two, the best two minutes ever. I mean, what Pat Mahomes threw for 188 yards in the final two minutes? Insane. How I mean, does that? Uh, another game, another game where I just don't know. Like there was, and I thought about oh, that was last week. I also said maybe think about an under sprinkle. Because two really good defenses. I mean, the other was right there. And then they decided in the final it, it two was, minutes that 38 points was going to be scored or whatever. I, I don't know if there's ever been a game, like, where I've been watching it, where I, I just kept, you know, like, thinking to myself, what the hell are these defenses doing? Like, what? I thought so many times, like, when the when the Bills got the had the ball, I thought, okay, you know, there there's no way that they do anything. And then they had that Gabriel Davis touchdown on fourth and fourteen, and then I was like, okay, like you know, there's no way the Chiefs do anything here. And then they go down and score, and I was like, okay, well the Bills are done. Like they have barely any time left. They have to score a touchdown here, and then they go down and Gabriel Davis gets another tutty, and then with thir- thirteen seconds left, should not be enough time to get you that easy of a field goal. Nope. Cowboys' final play was 14 seconds. Chiefs' final drive is 13. I mean, everyone's seen that stat this week on the internet, but, like, Cowboys lost their season on a, a one 14-second play. Well, what's it even Chiefs like? Saved, Chiefs saved theirs by getting three plays off in 13 seconds, whatever the hell it was. Well, it wasn't even like they, they um, got it to, like, the six, like, you know, it was like a 60-yard field goal, and it was – the longest field goal ever, like the, I know the Ravens, you know, Justin Tucker, they kind of had like a crazy drive at the end of a game where he hit like a 65 yarder. It, it was like a 47 like yard. It was like a 47 yarder. I mean, it was like, yeah. you know, it, it was, it was a pretty easy, easy kick for Harrison. Yeah. It was, Butler. it wasn't, yeah. It wasn't any like hey, too crazy. I mean, he was, he was well up in front of the line to gain. Well, yeah. Unless good thing he's not, he wasn't the ranch here. Doom was short from 47. That's a tough look. In Tampa. Like, it's warm out there. And then I saw everybody with him this week, and he's just like, yeah, the leg didn't have it that day. It's like, yeah, you yeah, can't be saying the leg just didn't have it that day in the playoffs, missing short from 47. Yeah. That was, and, like, not just, was like, a, off the crossbar, but, like, like yards short if, from if 47. They had, if they had, it, it was short to the point where if – if the um, if the Bucks had a guy back there, he could have caught the ball and returned it. Ew. Yeah. Just, I mean, that's just not. That's just not going to work. No, that's that's. I mean, that's ridiculous for an NFL kicker. 
Tell you what, Ian Harrigan ain't missing short for 47. Ian, Ian Harrigan pounds that through. Pounds it through. Uh, but if not a great week for us last week. Um, but yeah, I mean, that Bills Chiefs game, it was like Eagles Super Bowl, that Rams Chiefs 54 51 game. And then like that Chief Bucks game. I mean, yeah, I feel like it's going to be like kind of. I'm for Chief Bucks ahead, but just because that other one was like Thursday night, week nine or whatever. And like. Yeah, I feel, I feel, I feel like situation. it's like a little bit overshadowed because of the old Super Bowls. Like, obviously, you know, Super Bowl means more, but like in terms of just like gameplay and, you know, thinking that a team's dead and then a team coming back from basically the brink of, you know, losing. I I, I don't know if I've ever seen a, a game like that. I mean, I could be, you know, recency bias, but man, that game was crazy. And I, you know, didn't hate seeing the, the Chiefs win. I don't like, like to see Buffalo lose in the division, like to see a little bit of heartbreak. That's That's unnecessary out of you. Like to, like like to see a little bit of heartbreak. Don't hate it. The Bills have suffered for so long. So what? For so long. Yeah. Sucks sucks to suck. I mean, oh, and four and two. I mean, they four in a row. Bills fans tried to fight me when I was like a ten year old in the stands. Did you probably deserved it? Probably deserved it. I was I was cheering for my team. It was like it was the middle of winter. I got a beer dumped on me. Yeah, you probably deserve it. Probably. Doesn't, oh. mean that I, doesn't mean that I'm going to like him. <laughs> Fair enough. I see as Eagles fans, there's a lot of resemblance betwixt us and the Bills. More dildos in Buffalo, but yes, there there is. Oh, we, had, we had an appearance. Was it, I, was it this last week or was it the week before? Week it was before. the week before. Yeah, yeah we it had an appearance. England. Hell yeah. They're, hey, they're big sons of bitches, too. They're not throwing little tiny ones out there. Now, well, now that well, now they've lost Dable, so we'll see how they how that offense does next year. Finally. We finally some coaching hires, some odd coaching situations, which we'll get to, I guess, during the bye week. Between... Yeah, probably during the Pro Bowl. Well, I mean, well, so that most, we'll next week. most openings will have been filled by the, by the Pro Bowl. Um, I feel like some teams – I feel like – I mean, we. I'll touch on this briefly. I feel like the reason that Eric Bieniemy hasn't gotten a head coaching job is because they go deep in the playoffs so often. Yeah, and he's just not there like, to hire him when the first interviews are starting. Yeah, I, I feel like it's like – I feel like he, he interviews for it, but teams want to get started. Like the Senior Bowl um, is starting up this upcoming week. Um, like teams want their coaches there. Like teams want right. their GMs and coaches to be working together and starting to, you know, scout players and kind of build the prospects that they want to bring in. And right. I feel like the enemy, like he doesn't get that opportunity because he's in the AFC championship game and Super Bowl right. yeah. every year. And what happens like if you sell out, if you're an owner, sell out for the enemy, you want to be your guy, whatever, whatever. And then he doesn't take the job, and you've missed a window, and all the other like, quote unquote good coaches that were available. Yeah. Now you got nothing. Now you're hiring Dougie P off the street. Yeah. I am a little surprised Peterson hasn't gotten a gig yet. Um, I kind of thought he'd be a bigger name circled around in this uh, uh, coaching cycle. I would like to see him up in. Uh... Up in Chicago. Chicago. Do they need no seat? I wanted to see him as head coach. Ah. Oh. They were even lose. Yeah. And then who did hire a coach? The Bears, the Giants. The Bears have Eberflus, the, the Giants Broncos? have Gable, and the Broncos have Nathaniel Hackett. Hackett. And that still leaves the Jags open, sort of. The Raiders open, sort of. Um, That's sort of. I mean, they're both open. Well, but there's 
clear-cut fake. Like in Jacksonville, it's, it's Byron Leftwich's job, but he's saying he won't take it if Balky is still the GM and he wants his guy from Arizona to be the GM. If he's going to take the job, the Jags haven't reached out to Arizona about Adrian Wilson yet, Adrian Phillips or whatever his name was. So they haven't announced him yet because he said he's not going to coach under the current GM, which I'd be an awfully pick. If I don't feel awfully pick, he said you're not going to work under this GM and they're offering your first head coaching gig, but I digress. Well, he does want to work under GM that just throws the coaches on the bus and takes no accountability and is just universally known as a, as a shit bag. Yeah, clown. That's all the clown emojis and all that was from him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't blame him. Like, I, it's, it's a weird situation. Like, I feel like, you know, I feel like that is a, a way to do it, where you like keep the GM and, you know, allow him to hire his guy, or you kind of, you know, hire them both at the same time, kind of like the Vikings are doing. Like the Vikings just hired the, the guy from Cleveland. Wherever he's from, they just they just hired the they just hired like the analytics guy. The yeah. whole analytics community is is super happy about it. Um, and then you know you bring in the new GM, and then you kind of start the head coaching process and allow him to hire his own guy. Um, but I I get that. I mean, if you're Byron Leftwich, and you're coming into a situation, you know, if you think that you know this guy is going to throw you under the bus, or if something were to go wrong, like you want someone in your corner and you want like your guy and you want someone who has the same philosophy as you, someone who's going to build the team the same way that you want to see the team built. So I definitely, definitely get where Byron Leftwich is coming from. I mean, let's not forget Byron Leftwich did lead the third most successful era in Jaguars football. So he's probably loved down there more than just about anybody. So it feels like a situation where he could kind of do a little pick and choose because he knows the community is already behind him. I feel like their two solutions are like Block A and Bangio or Leftwich and uh, Wilson from the Cardinals. And Who's Adrian I've, Phillips? There is an Adrian Phillips, but I don't think it's just, I think it's Wilson. Is Wilson. Maybe. I don't. There is an Adrian Phillips. But I feel like if you're the Jaguars owner and you're like choosing between the two, I feel like the clear cut favorite is Leftwich and Wilson. But uh, I could, I definitely, I actually think it's probably going to end up with like Block A and. You know. Yeah, Adrian Phelps is a current safety for the Patriots, a Pro Bowler in 2018. There we go. There, there we go. Um. That one's – did the Vikings hire a coach yet? No. That's an interesting one because they got a lot of pieces. About that quarterback. Not that quarterback. But you know what? Apparently the Eagles were willing to trade a first-round pick for him, so maybe that's part of their plan. What did you say? Straight in a first round pick for him? There was a, a report that came out. I think it was like an ESPN person that wrote for the Vikings. And it was like realistic thing that could happen this offseason. It's like Vikings trade Kirk Cousins the Eagles for first round pick was like the number two thing that they had listed on there. That's like, I mean, how he's an idiot, but he's not that dumb. I wanted to I wanted to bring up uh you, you liked a tweet today regarding the like what some guy wanted to do with the Eagles draft. You know, oh yeah, talking about like they want to draft, and I I thought when you liked it, I thought I thought it was like a Jets fan. I thought it was what someone wanted to do with the Jets draft. I didn't see the hashtag <laughs> yeah. Eagles at the bottom because yeah. like it, it looked like identical. It was like sign Marcus <laughs> Williams, like yep. draft draft uh, Devin Lloyd, draft Tyler Lindenbaum. And draft the best yep. defensive end of the second round, and I was yep. like, it was, "Fuck, uh, man! I would, yeah. I would love it if the Jets did that." <laughs> and then I like saw the bottom. I was like, "I was like, wait a minute! This is this is definitely the Eagles." Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Sign Marcus Williams. Sign either Allen Robinson, DJ Chark, or Mike Williams, the Chargers receiver. 
draft uh, Ahmad Gardner, corner out of Cincinnati, who gave up, what, no touchdowns his entire college career, something like that. Uh, draft Nicobe Dean, draft Lindenbaum, or Linderbaum, whatever, and then draft the best available DN in the second round. And I was like, fucking, yeah, we can fast forward in the offseason. If you tell me that's what we're getting, let's, let's just move on to through the offseason. I'd sign me up. Yeah, that the whole time I was reading that tweet, I was like, man, I don't, I don't think Dean or Gardner is going to fall to early second round, man. I don't know where you're thinking this about the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> what picks do the Jets have? Like four and seven or something like that? Four and ten. Four and ten. And then he was a 15, 16, 19. So our draft spectacular is going to be. Going to go to pick I mean, 20? At least... Who? But we're, well, I mean, we didn't record the whole time last year. We went to like, you know, whenever the last. Uh, I mean, no, I mean, we were, we were all, I mean, I just cut it up. So the final like 15 picks were the matter of like 30 minutes, two minutes per couple of quick hitters. Oh, Wow. Yeah, maybe something else for the draft here. So I tell you what, we there was a lot of recorded material, and it was a lot to cut through all of it. Yeah, I mean it's like it's like four hours of material. Yeah, yeah, it was too long. So maybe we figure yeah, something else like... out. Because I, I don't know. I feel like I haven't go through that again. But God damn it, I love draft day. Start and stop the recording. No, because then I got to then I got to splice together. 32 individuals, so I gotta like have the thing open where I upload the recordings, and then like on like the window behind it, I gotta open this, click add to here, open, and then it's in two different things. I gotta click and drag from one into the other one. Are you working with one monitor? Yeah. My God, Matt, are you living <laughs> in a different century than everyone else? One monitor? Yeah, yeah just my laptop. Get a second monitor, my guy. What part of I have a Mac and I don't know how to connect things to Apple products do you not understand? It's it's very easy. You you, okay. you just get an adapter. You just Who get sells a, you, adapters? You, everywhere. Everywhere. Amazon. Amazon. If I if I looked up on Amazon right now, a lightning port to micro USB to USB to HDMI to like, DisplayPort, any one of those, you could connect to a secondary monitor that doesn't have to be a Mac monitor. It could be a Dell. It could be any type of monitor. Where my guy? How would I? One monitor. <laughs> you're a crazy person. You are a crazy person. I work from home till March, and I've been just one monitoring it the whole time. One 13-inch monitor the whole time. My guy, I. I'm about to call your company and get them to fire you because that is that is gross. <laughs> Mismanaged. That is horrible. One monitor. My oh jeez. One monitor. That's all I need. I get I get my stuff done. Really not. You're having to minimize windows and move them to the side and try to drag stuff and, and scooch it well, over. Well, yeah. well that mean, would be if we cut recording and then started recording. I should do that 32 different times. And I'm not doing that. I'm just saying, pick up a second monitor like the rest of America. Yeah, we'll see. It's it would make working from home. I don't have a mouse either, so I'm just using the little like square on my uh, keyboard. Jesus. At least I don't have the no little like, dot in between a couple of keys. Those things are impossible to use. Yeah, I think that's. I, I don't even know what that's for. I, I've I've never got those. I've never. Oh, they're right in the middle of the keyboard too. It's like right in between like the G, the H, and the B. Just right in there. You can't even click with it. You can just move your mouse. Yeah. Oh my god! I didn't even notice this. There. Uh, look at this. There's a second. <laughs> of, look at this. I can't. I can't see it. Look, look Matt. Look at this. Everyone that's listening to this podcast, look at this. I was for a split second waiting to see you like your mouse go across the screen. Well, there, there's there's a second set of like um, 
clicky, I wouldn't even know what to call them, clicky, clicky buttons. <laughs> of course, the old second set of clicky buttons. That's how the old, the old, uh, the old, <laughs> the old CBs, the old clicky <laughs> buttons. You gotta love a good set of CBs. Can't, can't beat them. Can't beat them. <laughs> can't beat, can't, just can't beat a good CB, can you? Can't beat the old CB. You just can't do it. <laughs> Try to beat it. You can't do it. That's it. You just got to join it and get your own. Um, should we make a couple of picks for this weekend? It's, uh, let's make some picks. Let's let's make some picks. We got to agree this, on both games, and it's going to be the parlay. Oh, Jesus. Ain't no way in hell that shit's going to happen. Um, I, think, I, think, I think we're going to agree. <laughs> well, I can guarantee you 100 percent we're not going to agree. Um, this the the this time of year, especially when your team is not in it anymore, is very bittersweet. How many games were there last weekend? Four. How many games do we have the remainder of the season? Four. We're not counting the Pro Bowl. Okay, five. We're counting the Pro Bowl and the Senior Bowl. Oh, my God. There's three goddamn games left, and it's bullshit. There's three games. There's three games. It blows. It's, it's tough. I don't like it. It's not great. It's not fun. I mean, the, the games are good. But I, I, I will say, I mean, as a – as a Jets fan who hasn't been in the playoffs for, you know, a decade. Yeah, like, so that graphic had to be two inches wider and fit you guys in that thing. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like, you know what? Let's, let's get to the offseason. Let's get to the draft. Let's get to free agency. Let's get to the time when the Jets, it, it's really, you know, the optimal time as a Jets fan. It's like the time when I can talk myself into the Jets sneaking into the playoffs i can talk myself into the free agent signings that we make i can talk myself into these these second tier guys that we're we're drafting and signing in free agency get me to that part yeah. of the, the football season it's i mean the offseason is very fun because no matter what happens you can't lose i mean you could not like something but you can always you can always spin it jets are undefeated in the offseason that's it can't lose and don't play because then every every time you sign somebody, immediately you're supposed to be, this person's going to become a Hall of Famer and we're going to win the Super Bowl because we signed a third-string quarter. I can't believe how many Hall of Famers the Jets have signed in the off-seasons. It's been Some insane. Movie. It's every it's every year they sign multiple Hall of Famers. Multiple. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean just, just this past year, Gerard, Gerard Davis, I mean, he's a he's future Hall of Famer. Gerard Davis. Of course. Yep. Was he the linebacker out of Kentucky? That was a rookie. Um, no, that is Davis. Ah, hey, I mean, he close. he was the first round pick um from of Detroit a couple Classic. of years ago, and did not pick up his fifth year option, and he came to the Jets and got injured. Thanks. Uh, either before week one or in week one, and then lost his starting job to Quincy Williams. That's tough. Yeah. That's tough. Uh, who's the best Jets free agent signing of all time? Does Darrell Revis count? He was kind of a free agent back and forth. And... No, I mean, he, he, I mean, they, did the Jets agent? draft him? Yes. And then he played his rookie contract, or how long he played with the Jets before? Too, so like the Bucks for one year, and then he was back, and then he was just yeah, the, he was the, going where every team would give him twenty mil. The, the the Jets drafted him. They um, he was on the Jets for six years. Um, he signed, I think, a, a two year deal after his rookie year, and then he held out again. Jets traded him to the Bucks. He played a year with the Bucks. Um, he the Bucks did not resign him. He signed with the Patriots, played the year with the Patriots, um, the year one of the years that they won the Super Bowl, and then the Jets resigned him for two years, and then they midway through the following season, and then after that season he retired. I 
Who did he sign with believe, midway through that following year? The Jets. He was the Jets for two years. And then he signed somewhere midway through the season. That was not the Jets. It was who? Chiefs. Bingo. I looked it up. Fucking nailed it. Jets 7 to 12, Bucks 13, Patriots 14. They did win the Super Bowl. The Jets then 15 and 60, and the Kansas City Chiefs 2017. Fucking nailed it. Thank you. Unless you have two monitors there and you're reading off the other one. But I don't think you were. That was very impressive. I normally have three monitors because I'm not a peasant, but right now well, I just you know, have you got one. The, you got, we got four betwixt the two of us. What are we talking about here? We each got two. Right now, right now I just had the one, and that, that was just right off the dome. Right off Darryl the dome. Rivas right off, right off the dome. Um, but in terms of Pittsburgh, what's, what's the hell of the school, too? Obviously. Yeah, he was incredible at Pittsburgh. He, um, the, the game that they beat, the, uh, the game that they beat West Virginia when West Virginia was the number two ranked team in the nation when they had Pat White and Steve Slayton. Yep. Steve Slayton. And they beat them 13 to nine. And is that when uh, McAfee missed the two, uh, missed the two like real short field goals? McAfee missed the field goal and um, Darrell Rufus returned to punt for a touchdown. Yeah. I guess uh, McAfee still gets death threats over that game every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, but Something tells me he's doing just fine. Yeah, but back to the best free agent signing, I would say Nick oh. Mangold. No, no, he they drafted him. Jets did a pretty good job drafting people. Yeah, no, that that uh, that was 2005 draft. That was Mangold, Debrickshaw, Ferguson, and um, David Harris. Debrickshaw, Ferguson, and Nick Mangold both played. 10 years without missing a snap which is pretty Not sick bad. for yeah pretty they were, they were, they were, that was they were four and they're four and 30 uh, nick mangle might have been a different pick but anyways i would probably say eric decker what i don't know he had a few good years with the jets I mean, that's the wrong answer what's the right answer i don't know i, I mean i don't know Curtis Martin? Maybe. I think they traded for him. Yeah, shit, they might have. I don't know, because the reason I bring it up is because Brandon Brooks retired, and there's a lot of people saying he was maybe the best um, uh, free agent signing the Eagles have ever had. I'll, I'll, I'll have to look that up. I mean, a lot of the like a lot of the guys, like I know, you know, Curtis Curtis Martin would be a good one, uh, but I Chad thought Pennington. they traded for Curtis Martin. No, they drafted Chad Pennington. Jesus. Uh, um, let's see. Curtis Byrne. Actually, I think they did sign him in free agency, and in which case he definitely would be the best one. Um, let's see. The fact that even like Eric Decker was sincere yep. so sad. Yeah, that's that's Kurt, Curtis Byrne. Yep, he would be the one. They, I mean, like, they signed him in the in 1997, so forgive me if I forgot that he was signed as a restricted free agent instead of traded for. Uh, again, well, I was racking my brain for just good Jets players in history. I knew he played for the Patriots at some point, so I thought maybe Eric, De- Eric Decker was sick with the Jets. Was he? I'm pulling up his stats now. He had like multiple 10 touchdown seasons and multiple thousand yard seasons. Really? Well, good for him. It's not like he played for them for that long. I mean, he was just good for the Jets. Uh, Rob Brandon Brooks and Seth came out that uh, since joining the Eagles in 2016, he's played in 2,805 pass blocking snaps, and he's allowed four sacks. Not bad. It's a health decker. Worse than you remember? Yeah, yeah, he's definitely worse than I remember. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's not terrible. I mean, they... They brought him in in 2014. He was their main tar- main receiver at 962, five touchdowns. And then in 2015, um, that was the Fitzpatrick year with Brandon Marshall. He had 12 touchdowns and 1,027 yards. So that's not, all right, that's not bad. He, he's just the first thought that came to mind when I thought of, you know, 
free agent. Free agent. Yeah. Maybe Alan, Alan Fanica. I mean, they had him for a year. He was pretty sweet. Damian Woody. Um, I'm sure he was a free agent signing. Um, you know, I mean, the, the recent free agent signings have sucked. So it's kind of tough. You know, yeah. you, you go back and try to think of the most recent one that you can kind of remember. And the first guy that came to mind, honestly, was just Eric Decker. Into Antonio Cromartie actually, um, in the you know late you know two thousand nine era yeah. Rex Ryan Jets, he was incredible. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's make a question. What do you say? Let's do it. Um, the first game is Bengals Chiefs. Both games are on Sunday. Are you good with that, or do you prefer a Saturday and a Sunday? That can be both games on, on one day. It's NFL Sunday. I agree. I agree. Um, first game, Bengals Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs are seven and a half point favorite at home, over under 54 and a half. Um, I already have a ticket in on this game because I was in Connecticut a little bit this past week and the sports game was legal in Connecticut and not in Massachusetts. So I took advantage of that and I currently am in on Bengals plus seven. Ooh, to be okay. fair, this was before I heard that stat. And Brian, the stat I'm referencing is? Um, in 31 out of the last 34 playoff games, the team that won has covered. I have heard that it's in the last 34 divisional or championship round playoff games. Could be. Uh, well, stat holds true for this specific week. Regardless of if yeah. it's playoff or this specific week, I mean, I know this playoffs every game that the team has won, they've covered. So we see that that streak's got to end at some point. Also, a lot of dogs have been winning too, so that could be part of it. Well, but but I mean, if you're picking the Bengals, that kind of goes to you. I mean, do you think the Bengals can win this game? I mean, they beat them earlier in the year, but that was in Cincinnati. Uh, I did make this pick before. Um, I saw that stat, and as soon as I saw that stat, immediately I regretted my decision. But the, mo- the money's already been laid down. So, and I had no cash out option available. Um, so I'm going to leave it. I wish that I had waited a little longer because it is now seven and a half, and I would feel a whole lot better at seven and a half. What did you get? I, I just got it at seven. At seven? That's, that's what I have right now. I like. A um, I like a teaser here. I like teasing the Chiefs and the over six points. Chiefs, Chiefs to what? Essentially money line. Chiefs to minus one and tease the over down to forty-eight and a half from fifty-four and a half. That does feel. What are the odds in that minus one thirty? It is no. That's minus one twenty-one. Ooh, yes. that is, that's a tasty little treat there. Yes, it is. I'm down with both of those picks being in our, I know it's, uh, our parlay can't really be a teaser because I really kind of messed some things up. We can adjust it so we can change it to the. Do we do some alternative spreads? The alternative spreads for the Chiefs minus one. Over 48 and a half, and the Buck or the Bengals plus seven and a half. So I will get that working now. Wait, Bengals, what say that again? Bengals plus seven and a half. Yeah, Chiefs oh, you're gonna put the seven, the Bengals seven and a half, and the Chiefs minus the one. Yeah, oh, I like oh, so we're kind of we're shooting the we're gap, double here. dipping, we're double dipping. <laughs> I mean, we gotta. I mean, we said about three games left. Not a whole lot of time left in the season. We're double dipping. Because then, I mean, this is gonna hit. So you know, I'm, I'm not that worried about it. But if this doesn't hit, we're gonna have to do the math, and we're gonna have to come up with a parlay that's as close to breaking even as possible for the Super Bowl. All right. Let's see. All right. Take that. But out. I took a lot of I took a lot of weekly specials, which especially for this game that I am intrigued with. So I want to run a couple of them by you here. Let me know what you think. 
Oh, I can't even bet that. It won't, it won't uh, let me. Uh, won't let me work both sides. What how kind of shitty sports book do you got over there? I don't think you. I don't think any sports book lets you do that in in the same parlay. Um, and the Chiefs minus. I'll go minus one and a half because it just gives me one and a half or two. Minus one and a half or plus one and a half. So. Uh, it's Chiefs minus one and a half and over 48 and a half. So that'll, those would be the first two legs. Over 48 and a half? Yeah. So then we just need to. So I take 49 and a half at minus 210 or 47 and a half at minus 270? Where do we? I think for I think you know what we're changing it to forty nine and a half. I think I think fifty fifty is the total. I can that you put want. I can put those three in, and it's currently plus four seventy with those three in there. Bengals plus seven and a half, Chiefs all through its bread minus one and a half, and over forty nine and a half is currently plus four seventy. But we have picks from the other game that we got to do as well. Um, I have a couple more bets related to this game before we move on to the next one. I have a same game touchdown parlay of Jamar Chase and Travis Kelsey at plus 240. Feels like this game could be a high score. Those two probably both score, I would think. Yeah, you'd have to think so. I mean, if the game, if you're betting the over, you want to bet yeah. as many touchdown scores as possible. Just through 10, 10 to win 24, you know, keep it light. Something keep it light. loose. I also have uh, any team to have a successful two-point conversion this weekend. At plus 110. I like that. Yeah, that one feels good. And then one I'm really hoping for the over, because I have Chiefs. There's a uh, like a conference final weekend special thing. Uh, the Chiefs, the Rams, and the Bengals to combine for 13 touchdowns. Chiefs, Rams, Bengals. For to combine for touchdowns. 13 touchdowns. At plus What's 340. The... 13 touchdowns. Wow. That's a lot. That's four piece, and one who's got to get five. That's Why not. Bad. It's a lot. It's a lot of touchdowns. It's a lot of touchdowns. I like it. I but like if it. but if this but if Bengals Chiefs, like a lot of people think, gets into you know a thirty you know thirty eight thirty five kind of thing, all of a sudden we are all the way in there. And then I put a couple of other little sprinkles. I have any non QB to throw a passing touchdown at plus twelve hundred. And I have any offensive lineman to have a receiving touchdown, also at plus two hundred, yeah, like that. So, those are just fun little. Because I think that is hit. One of those two has hit each of the first two weeks of the playoffs. I believe my, my if my memory serves me correct, or maybe they both happened the first week. Whatever, both of those have hit at some point this weekend. The Bills O lineman caught a touchdown. And Travis Kelsey has thrown a touchdown. Yeah. So. But those, and I'm not sure if you use FanDuel or not, but those like uh, weekly specials or whatever are very fun to look at. And there are some some tasty ones. I like that lineman one. I might might place that on my on FanDuel. Um, or like, um, let's see what else we got here. Um, there's just either Cooper Cup or Tyreek Hill to have a 50 plus yard touchdown reception plus 250 Pat Mahomes, Matt Stafford and Joe Burrow to combine for 9 plus passing touchdowns plus 260 Nine's a lot, but if one of them get four, pretty much a lot. Then you get down into some deeper ones. 
Um, like any three of Debo Samuel, Jamar Chase, Cam Akers, and Eliza Mitchell to score two touchdowns each, plus 8,500. 20, so you think both games are going to be shootouts? 20 TDs scored this weekend is plus 2,300. 20 touchdowns between two games is a lot. <laughs> a lot of touchdowns. <laughs> a lot of touchdowns. You would need you need multiple teams for this to really have a shot. You need two teams to score fifty. Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what it would take. You would need two teams. You need two teams to score fifty, or all four teams to score at least thirty-eight. Um, Just every, every Cooper Cup, is- Travis Kelsey, and Devo Samuel to each have 100 plus receiving yards plus 1700. I don't hate that either. Any game or any team to kick a game winning walk off field goal this week plus 600. Up three that times last worth- weekend. That might be worth a sprinkle. Happened three times last weekend. I like the ones where they give you like, um, like any of these, like they give you like six people and four of them have to score a touchdown. I think it's kind of interesting ones. Like uh, any four of these: Travis Kelsey, Debo Samuel, Jarek McKinnon, George Kittle, Tyler Boyd. You four out of the five. I like that. I have to check those. I have to check those out. Or there's one Von Miller, one sack. Matt Stafford, two passing touchdowns. Cam Akers, one plus rushing touchdown. Plus 600. Just the Rams dominate parlay? Yep. Plus 400. Pat Mahomes to throw three plus touchdowns. Travis Kelsey to have 70 plus, 75 plus receiving yards. Plus 400. That one, that feels like as much of a layup as plus 400 you can get. There's some way that it'd fall short. Pat Mahomes had like two rushing touchdowns, two passing touchdowns instead of just throwing one of them. Yeah. Or Travis Kelsey had four catches for 73 yards and two touchdowns or something like that. He just won't quite get the. But there's there's some if you're on the fan duel, or I'm sure other sports have them, but those are fun. Just you know, just a couple of sprinkles. You know, don't put don't put a paycheck on a plus twelve hundred dollar bet. You know, a little situational awareness. But, you know, a little, little $5 here, a little $2 sprinkles. here, a little, little, just, a little, just a couple of little sprinkles to kind of little keep sprinkles. it interesting. A little sprinkle, you. What, what do you like in the uh, the Rams Niners? Uh, 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 I like the Rams. Um, to beat a team three times. It is hard to beat a team three times. I do like the Rams, and I have a good feeling about the Rams winning. However, the I said it earlier, the dogs are barking this year. And there's a lot of team of destiny situations going on with the San Francisco team. McVay has never beat Shanahan. He's what, 0 8 against them? No, he's beat him before. He just hasn't beat him in the last three years. Oh, okay. So he's always last six. Whatever it is. Yes. These Niners seem they're winning ugly. They're keeping it close. Jimmy G's undefeated when he doesn't throw a touchdown pass. So you like the Niners? Um. Yes, but this is also kind of me big braining a little bit, trying to outthink myself, because I love this Rams team, and I really think this Rams team can win the whole thing. Because I'm so confident in the Rams, it feels like that's where everybody's supposed to be. So I'm taking the Niners. I 
I mean, I, I love the Rams here. I think everyone I think everyone is all over the 49ers. I think everyone is like, you know, making it seem like this 49ers team is you know, unstoppable. Um, if they would have lost to the if they would have lost to the Rams in week 17, they wouldn't even be in the Super Bowl. The Saints would have made it. Who knows if Sean Payton would have quit? If the Rams don't blow a huge second half lead to the Niners, the Niners aren't in the playoffs. I, I love the Rams team here. I think they're a better team. They're playing really good football right now. If they eliminate the turnovers um, that they had against the, the Bucks, then I think they are able to beat the Niners easy here. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think I don't trust Jimmy G. I think the Rams are going to be able to, you know, sell out to force Jimmy G to beat them. And I don't see Jimmy G being able to do that. I like, I like the Rams here. Uh, so then for our parlay, then do, should we just throw in like a Rams money line then at minus 180? I'm going to like that. I like that. So that brings us to uh, plus 787. So we got to uh, we got to do we got to do some more sprinkles here. We got to find some more stuff. Well, if we hit this, if we hit this, then we just then we just focus on the Super Bowl. I feel like I feel like we feel good about this. I feel like the more we try to sprinkle, throw in a touchdown scorer here, uh, over yards here, the more we're gonna get into the weeds. Right now, it's a simple, easy, three leg. Parlay, get us in there, get us on the board. Four leg at plus seven eighty seven. Plus seven eighty seven, but it brings us to plus eighteen hundred on the season. And then all we need to do is just a plus four hundred parlay in the Super Bowl to win. I feel like we should save our sprinkling, our, you know, really playing with that parlay to if we lose here, we save that for the Super Bowl where we just make a crazy parlay to try to break us even. Okay, but hear me out. Okay. If we add Cooper Cup touchdown and Travis Kelsey touchdown, it brings us to plus 2170. But, the, but that's the thing. The more, the more we add those little things, it's like Travis Kelsey gets stopped down at the one. Cooper Cup gets stopped down at the one. OBJ is the, is the red zone guy. I think we leave it as is. We try to hit this. And then that way, because if we don't hit it, then then we need to go crazy in the Super Bowl. Then we need to go touchdown score, touchdown score, spread yeah. over. Then we need to – we need we're betting – Always, we're bent everywhere. But I mean, we're gonna bet everywhere for the Super Bowl anyway. We are, but we're parlaying it everywhere. If we hit this parlay, that's this true. We week, hit as constructed. We could, we could do more then, individuals. We don't have to yes. actually. Then, then, but if we then hit the plus twenty-one seventy, then we hit. I mean, once we hit that one, then the Super Bowl is wide open. We can do whatever the hell we want. We don't have to create this part of these parlays at all. We've already broken even. Well, we still would create it, obviously. But what I'm saying is, if we don't hit it, then we're going nuts. So here's what I here's what I think we're gonna do. But but, but also, we're already place... going we're already going nuts for the Super Bowl. We're already going nuts for the Super Bowl. Why not? You know, if we don't hit this one, then go nuts for the Super Bowl and parlay all of our picks. But if we do hit it, then we bet a smart parlay and break even. Or, hear me out. We take both. And if they both hit, then obviously the plus 2170 was our pick the whole time. And if it doesn't, and like just the 787 hits, well, then we'll be like, well, of course, that was the smart one. That's what we knew was going to happen. And if they don't hit, then it's our fault for getting too ambitious with the plus 2170. I'm good with that. I mean, it just—it's it, just—it's just another unit that we got to make up at the end of the season that gives us a second unit for this week. So 
Yeah. Oh, I just I disagree. Season. I think why I know no, I know no, we're, no. On, we're on hole seventeen no. here. I get that. But we have not used the mulligan of our round yet. There's there's no mulligans in breaking even. No, there's mulligans. You always get one mulligan is, per round. It's a breakfast ball. Him is the Betsy. No, we're we're you you get you get a breath you get a breakfast ball, maybe. We're not on breakfast. This isn't week one. This is this is the we're this trapped is the on hole seventeen already. This is this is our approach shot to eighteen. This is our, our approach shot. This is a, this is the approach on eighteen. You don't get a mulligan on that shot. You don't get a mulligan on the approach to eighteen. You play it straight up. If you hit two balls, you count two strokes. That's the way it works. So, if How you want to if you want to put in both parlays, we need an eagle. If you want to put in both par- parlays, then we're at 18 wild card divisional. We're, we're at 21. This one is 21.7. We're, we're at minus 10 units. If you want to put in both parlays and they both lose, we're at minus 10 units. As opposed to minus 9 units. As opposed to minus 9. A lot easier to. I mean, we've already hit a plus, plus eleven parlay. No reason to think we can't do it on the same game in the Super Bowl. Right. Hit another plus we ten. Or, if we hit another plus eleven, then even if both of these don't hit, which they're both going to hit, so I'm not worried about it. But even if they don't hit, we're still breaking even. That that is the that is the way it works. Hey, you're you're the. Uh, you're the host. It's your call. I mean, My, now might be a time. Now might be a time for full transparency. Um, and maybe now as we finally flip the switch. But I haven't actually taken any of these parlays yet because it's not sports betting isn't legal in Massachusetts. Yeah, Matt. I know. I have. <laughs> That's why I'm saying. I think. We so I'm saying with- if I take both of these, they both hit. I haven't lost one of these parlays yet, so I'm bound to hit one of them. That's, that's just not true. I went 16 weeks without hitting one. And then what happens when you didn't take the one? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So maybe now that I take the one. All right, you know, take, Matt, take, take them both. I'm good. I already said I'm going to do it. Good. Good. Take them both. We'll count them as two units, and then you can be down a nice two units and be <laughs> one one fifteenth of the way to where I am. Nintendo and 217, pal. I mean, that's. Let's have ourselves a weekend. Let's do it. Let's do it. I really, I really don't like your attitude around this with these parlay situation right now. It's oh, you don't like my attitude, Matt? I've been, I've been a week in and week out. I've been sitting here. I've been sitting here in Pennsylvania. Time. This is crunch time. We need to be on the same page here. We I've can't have you bringing down the internet. Betting them weekend. And week out and lose. Hey, I was in week PA in this whole time. I would have been taking out. And yeah, granted, half the time it was the Jets, but doesn't matter. We, I've been riding these next year. We do. We don't add the Jets to the parlay until they cover a game. No. I mean, except for except for week one. I mean, they're except, they're going to get really one. good odds. They're going to get except really good week, odds. Except for week one, of course. Except for except for week one. But if they don't cover week one, they don't get added back in until they cover that previous week. Fine, that's fair. Which hey, could be week two, and all of a sudden they're right back in the ring. Fair, I'm good with that. Okay, but you are allowed week one. Yeah, obviously, I'm picking week one. You can okay, put it in right to. now. Yeah, yeah, you have to. You have to. We don't know how good any of these teams are. You got to take a week one. Penciling it right now. That is my parlay pick. Um, the uh, the two the teams play was announced earlier. I think it was this week, last week. That's what I mean. We know like the like we both know like the math and like how the schedule, how like the schedule is made, like the rotations of the division. So like we really could have thought about it, but. The fact that the like the extra or like the bonus or the showcase game, whatever they're calling it, is Eagle Steelers. That feels like that should be it every year. Like Giants should always play the Jets. Eagles should always play the Steelers. 
you know I mean? like, let's, let's, let's let's build some let's build some rivalries here. Rams Chargers. Always Rams Chargers always. Oh, you could always do Niners Raiders. Jags, um, Dolphins. Jags Dolphins. Uh, no Jags. Jags, Bucks. Because then I was gonna say Bucks Saints because but they already are in the division. They played twice. So we got to like find a way to NFC AFC this thing. So Dolphins, go, like, Dolphins, Dolphins Atlanta, or Jags Atlanta. Jags Atlanta would probably be closer geographically. Yeah, and then Dolphins, Bucks. Bucks. Yeah, Saints Texans. I guess Cowboys Texans probably, huh? No, Saints Texans is probably closer. Yeah. And then do Cowboys Chiefs? Yeah. I'm going to go with that just to watch Dallas. Just watch Dallas lose all the time. Cowboys Texas Longhorns. They just play a college team. Yeah. Uh, Seahawks Broncos. Uh, I'm just saying, I think that should be the way. You look, you start doing some. some Raven. Uh, Ravens uh, football team. Ravens football. Ravens football team, of course. I mean, you, let's start with build rivalries. Let's, you know what I mean. Let's grow the game. Yeah, I'm good. With None that. of this like the Jets. Now we're playing the Steelers this year, and like, I don't know, it just doesn't. Because then there's going to be a year where the Eagles, like their random game's going to be like the Chargers and something. What the no? Let's like let's 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 build some geographical rivalries here. What do you say? Agreed. But it's, I think, but I think it should be an NFC AFC thing. Well, I think it is. But then, but then, what do you do when the Eagles play the AFC North and they're supposed to play the Steelers? What do you mean? Well, then it wouldn't. Would they, they play the Steelers twice that year? No, that's not the way it works. You don't play the team that you're playing in the in the same year, like. The Jets played the NFC East last year. Therefore, their singular game this year was against the NFC East, the Eagles. What? It was AFC East, NFC East. Yes. So this next year, it's NFC East, AFC North, North. AFC East, NFC East. Both teams finished second in their division. Okay. That's how yeah. that's okay. I just I don't know. I like the idea of like you're always and, and, playing and, like it's almost like a pseudo divisional game. I mean you only get one instead of two, but you're like it's just it's a build like a a rivalry. And those years where you got to play that division that they're in, and you're playing them twice. Yeah, I agree. Divisional. I know that's not fair for like competitive advantage and all that kind of stuff. Building but, geographical rivalries is more important. Building, it's, it's it's more entertaining television. I think it would bring in more, um, you know, like a wider TV audience. Like you get just a casual fans, but not, you know, they live out in the middle of Pennsylvania, and like, yeah, I guess they're kind of Steelers fans, or like the Eagles when they're happy too. But all of a sudden they're playing against each other. You know, damn well those people are tuning in. Yeah, the Harrisburgs of the world. That's exciting. Um. And then final thing before we get out of here um, is little NFL overtime. Does it need to be fixed? Should it be fixed just for the playoffs? Should it stay as is? What are your What are your thoughts? Um, no, it doesn't need to be fixed. If you want the ball and you lose the coin toss, make a stop. Simple yeah, as that. I, I de- saw... de- de- defense is a part of the game to is supposed to be just the same just because we're in an era where the offenses are electric and everyone wants to see the offenses get the ball um, after the other team scores. Now we don't need to change the rules. The defense should be able to make a stop. Like if you have a great defense and you, you know, lose the coin toss and you get a three and out, then you have an advantage, you know, to win the game. Like it shouldn't matter. Um, just because, you know, we wanted to see Josh Allen get the ball again. That's yeah. that's the rules. Either win the coin toss or 
have your defense not let them just completely shit down their throats for the past three minutes of the game. That makes sense. Is do you have any thought of changing it just for the playoffs? Don't leave the regular season like that, but in the playoffs, uh, at least give every team or just play an additional quarter in the playoffs. Uh, I I don't I think you I think you keep it the way it is. Um, I think people are way too reactionary, like you know, just because again, it's they want to see like last time I remember hearing about it was when Mahomes didn't get the ball against the against Patriots in the playoffs. Like, but Kansas like, tried to change the rule that year and then never got voted on. Yeah, it's like I mean, make a stop. Hold him to a field goal. You hold him to a field goal, you get the ball and score a touchdown, you win. Like, you just have to stop them from getting in the end zone and these teams can't do it. In my opinion, defense should be just, just as much, just part, as of much part of the game. If we change the rules and we make it or skewed towards the offense. It's like, you know, what, I don't know, what, what are we doing here? Why are, what are we, we doing here? Why aren't we playing just seven on sevens? Fair enough. I saw something. I think it was Chris Long on his podcast. I forget what it's called. Green something. I don't know. He was talking about like take two halves of the field. You know, Chiefs offense, Bills D on one half. Um, Bills offense, Chiefs D on the other. And you just kind of go out, and it's like you alternate plays. First team to score a touchdown wins. No field goals. If you turn over on downs, you go back to midfield. The, the tug of war method. The tug of war method. So, like, if you like, do you want to take deep shots, or do you want to, you know, move the ball down the field, take you know four or five plays to try to get in the end zone, or you just want to throw a deep one and just try to, you know, out, you know, just. You know, shot clock beat the other team. I thought it was an interesting, I mean, an interesting thought. I mean, for anyone that's played played Madden, um, the game mode Superstar KO. That's the way that they settle overtime. Like if you're in overtime in that game mode, you start the 50 yard line. One team runs a play. I mean, you only get three plays. It's not like whoever scores first, first, but first team runs a play, and then you know, say they gain five yards, then the other team starts at the opposing 45 and they run it from there and it's wherever you finish, whatever side of the 50 you finish on that team wins, or if team scores a touchdown, then they win. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. It's interesting. It's never going to pass. The overtime is going to stay the same. The only thing I can think the change in the, is like for the playoffs and you just play the like, get additional quarter. I can see that. I can see, I that. I can see that because also then you get an extra couple of, um, you know, commercial cycles, you know? So this is more, more money than bringing in. Let's, uh, yeah, let's hope this, uh, this weekend just was good as the last. Yeah. Uh, so it lives up to the divisional round. It's going to be tough. going to be tough. You got anything else before we get out of here? No, no, I think I'm good. You're you're on uh, you're on uh, Chiefs Rams. You're on both the favorites. <clears throat> I am on Bengals Niners, both the dogs. So hopefully one of us is two and up, and hopefully it's me. Uh, we appreciate y'all listening, and we will talk to y'all next week. Toodaloo, everyone.